Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Osama bin Laden is dead. Osama bin Laden is dead. Now that's where we're starting this show again. Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. And like I said, Osama bin Laden is dead, and we want to congratulate the Commander-in-Chief of the United States, President Barack Obama, for putting together this mission. It's been a culmination of years. So we do give congratulations to the men and women of the United States military, our intelligence services, everybody had a piece of, of over the years of putting this together, and it was culminated last week, May 1st, and we want to congratulate the President, the White House, the staff, for helping to be a part of putting together this historic achievement of making sure that Osama bin Laden was brought to justice. And on today's show, we're going to talk more about that. You want to hear the Tombstone of the Week Award. It'll be going to, you guessed it, uh, Al-Qaeda. And now, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about today's show. It is unusual because we are celebrating as Americans uh, something that helped bring closure to September 11th. Now, everybody knows the war on terror has not ended. In fact, it's just, it may get worse in the short term here. But we have had a significant happening, making sure that Osama bin Laden is dead. And now we can go on with some more things. And we do want to congratulate the president. And today's show, we'll be talking more about that. I'm also going to be telling you some firsthand reports that came from the, the storms that tore across the south a couple of weeks ago. And I do want to get into a little bit of that just to let you know some of the amazing things, some of the tragedies, some of the miracles. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And then the Rock of Liberty speech. You don't want to miss that because I will have more to say about uh, the death of Osama bin Laden. And then we will continue. Like I told you last week, we had a two-part interview with Kevin Jackson. And Kevin Jackson and Joe DePlumber are on their uh, two naked head tours, the poor man's tour, the ebony and ivory tour, the fried chicken legged tour through the south, whatever you want to call it. They're on their way now. They're in the south. And we're glad to have them look at their, go to the website at the theblacksphere.net. And you can go there and check out exactly where uh, they may be nearby you if you live in the south. So check out where Joe DePlumber and Kevin Jackson are, and we're just looking forward to them having a great tour, and you'll get to hear the second half of Kevin Jackson's interview with us. So stay tuned for that. we got a show that's going to be packed full. So let's just get started right now, and let me tell you about this week where we are talking about Obama, uh, his uh, approval of the special 
team to go into Pakistan without letting the Pakistanis know. And they did find Osama bin Laden. He was shot dead. Everybody knows the details. We're not going to go into details in the show. But what does it mean? What does it mean for the Tea Party? Uh, we're not going to get in, even in the political aspect. So many people want to talk about this and say, well, President Obama can't be beat now. And you got people, forget about the politics. Let's enjoy the American moment that Osama bin Laden, who's been invading American capture for a decade now, almost a decade, um, and he has he is, uh, met his maker. And he is not enjoying 72 virgins. I can guarantee you that. I think he's in not any hot water. There's no water where he is. And it's burning. And that's what uh, Osama bin Laden has just proved. That, uh, no, no person can run away from America. You can run, but you cannot hide. We'll find you, and we will get you. We went in there into a sovereign country. And I, I give old President Obama credit that he went in after Osama and got, got the job done. And let's just say we've brought closure to a lot of people. You never bring closure to death, but we brought closure to what can we do as an Americans. And we did get Osama bin Laden. And what does that mean? It means this to me. It means that we put every terrorist that thought that Osama bin Laden was some kind of mythical hero, that he couldn't be killed, he had some kind of divine protection. So much of this went into the Al-Qaeda recruiting methods, and they built that up. But Osama was found, discovered, right under the nose of the Pakistani military. What do you think about that? Uh, There may be more and more we'll find out in following weeks, but I do know this. That we as Americans, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Liberals, Conservatives, there's going to be somebody from any side that's going to say some crazy lunatic type thing. But let me just say, from Doc Holliday's Tea Party, congratulations, President Obama. Congratulations to the United States military, our Navy SEALs. Congratulations once again. I just want to say thank you from my heart as an American that loves my country, that this is something that America does well. We may look divided, and, and we are divided on a lot of issues, but on one issue we're going to stand strong, and that's the love of freedom, and we're going to stand strong, and where freedom is threatened, and it is by the terrorist, and especially Osama bin Laden, who waged war against us and thought he could live uh, without us ever finding him. He was found, and he was dealt with. And that brings us to this week's very special Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award. As you know, each week we pick out some words or an action by a group or a person, and we say these words, actions, or deeds need to be six feet under. It's the Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award, and I am proud to say this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award belongs to none other than the group Al-Qaeda. And uh, Bin Laden's dreams, Bin Laden's anti-principles, everything that a murderer, a mass murderer, puts together and puts together in a group, every bit of Al-Qaeda belongs six feet under the ground. It belongs to the dustbin of history. And let's pray 
that what has happened with the head of the snake being chopped off, let's pray that the organization will implode as our military and intelligence officers and all those working together will bring about the demise and implosion of this sadistic, demonic, absolutely horrible group of people with anti-principles. Al-Qaeda gets this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award, and may it forever be dismantled and thrown away. That's the Tombstone of the Week Award, and I'm going to tell you a little bit. This is what I just want to say. It's a little prelude to uh, what you're going to hear on the Rock of Liberty speech. And now, my fellow Americans, 10 years have passed by, and at Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we can save with pride that our United States military has done the impossible once again. Osama bin Laden is dead, American-led, blowing out his heart and his head, his body below the seas for fish food and parasite debris, his soul bursting hell wide open in fire that never stops burning. America is stronger, our desire for freedom always yearning, and our enemies should know that justice is always coming. No stone shall be undone, and for Osama, justice has come. Now, we'll get more into that. We'll talk more about that when we come up at the Rock of Liberty speech. But let me go into something that was devastating to the American South. Everybody read the papers. You saw the video, the tornadoes. Uh, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, absolutely incredible the amount of destruction. It happened in seconds. Cities and towns and houses and people's livelihoods and barns and farms and all these things that were built in decades. And just to see them wiped away in a matter of seconds. I did uh, uh, go and talk with several people on my phone and others. I have friends that were involved, and, and people saw them. People had houses destroyed, offices. I know the city of Smithville is a town about eight, 900 people. It's about 30 miles where I live here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Actually, one of those tornadoes people had spotted way up in the sky above uh, where I live. And luckily, nothing touched down anywhere near around Tupelo, but those were the ones that went on down and touched the ground and went through Smithville and then uh, on into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and just unbelievable destruction. I'll tell you some stories uh, and just some of the things that are heart-rendering and some of the miracles that happened. Uh, one family was uh, just... Uh, torn apart and there's there's the thing that people don't like to talk about is body parts and there were body parts found and and uh, uh people died that just uh were dismembered and seeing that and the destruction and finding it in in the houses and in the businesses was uh, just something that's sickening and just you sit there and just unbelievable that it could happen and some people wake up one morning and everything the same. We've all been through storms here in the south, but you never know when one of those twisters hits head on, just the destruction it can do. Uh, I also know some good miracle stories. There's one story of a family that where uh, the children and 
parents gathered in and, and the roof was blowing off and, and the little eight-year-old boy was, they were holding on and they were holding on to each other and holding on everything they could. And then in the, in the chaos, the eight-year-old boy got sucked up out of their hands. They couldn't hold on and they just, they just were horrified. They couldn't hold on to their son. And after the storm, the tornado blew by. <laughs> the roof was off the house. And they went to see what was left. And their son, their eight-year-old boy, got sucked out of the arms, was sitting in a tree unharmed. Miracle, miracle, miracle. Now, there's another story like that where there was a, a father who, when the storm hit, he, he had two children on one side of the house and another child asleep on the other side of the house. And he ran, got the two children, put them in a central part of the house and, and where he thought they would be the safest. And then he, he was running to get the other child that was asleep. And the wall imploded and disappeared in the debris and the suction of the tornado. And he went back to stave the other two. Is all he could do. And then after the storm was over, they found the other child. His son was walking dazed and couldn't understand. He said, I, I went to sleep and I woke up in my neighbor's yard. He was unhurt. Thank God for another miracle. There's stories like this. I had a friend that was, uh, in fact, his video was put on ABC News. It's on YouTube and, uh, and Facebook and because he was driving down uh, not far from Smithville and and doing work, and then there was a tornado right out there, and they always say don't outrun it, but he said he didn't, he knew he was going to go one way if the tornado went the other way, and he didn't know what he'd do if it uh, came, he was going to, if he couldn't outrun it, it was gaining on him, he was going to get out and look for a ditch, but there's no, there was no structure to try to run to, so he, he did outrun it, and he got it filmed, and, and like I said, but he told about another man he met that uh, he was trying to outrun it, and his truck actually left the ground three or four feet off the ground and he he, he got out of it and uh but it was uh and headed to the ditch with the forces of the tornado just sucking him up but somehow he 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 got banged up with uh, debris blowing around him and uh, but survived and then there was another unfortunate one that was had uh, evidently tried to outrun or stayed in his vehicle and he got sucked up and then piled driven into the ground he did not survive so those are horrible storms that uh, that people have uh, seen destruction we've seen death but the spirit of these communities is strong they're going to rebuild and that was just a massive devastation so letting your listeners know that in Mississippi and Alabama, across the South, we need your prayers. And those who have Red Cross units and others coming in to help, we say thank you. Uh, the residents that are homes are being destroyed, thank you. And that's the American spirit, all pulling together. When it's all said and done, it doesn't really matter if you're Republican or Democrat, Independent, and all the different things. When it, when you see how precious life is, there's not a person that died. There's over. 200 deaths and not a person that day that died woke up thinking they were going to die that day and it just brings in perspective how important freedom is how important the love of country is as we love our country we won't see the best for it 
but no one's guaranteed tomorrow. So tea partiers, we've got our work cut out for us. That means get out, get off your couches, and we got freedom at stake. What you do today may be the last day you get to work. So let's work for freedom, work for the love of family, and let's uh, let's get out there and do some tea party efforts. And I appreciate the tea party folks that have come in and helped out these communities and helped out others. So that's my some first-hand knowledge of what went on in the tornadoes here and the storms that devastated the south. So continue to pray for those who are lost family members, for those who are having to rebuild. It'll take years and years to rebuild. But we've got a strong spirit down here in the south, and it's going to get done. Now, we got a lot to cover. I told you last week that we had a two-part series with uh, Kevin Jackson. And for those who didn't hear last week, go go. Go to last week's uh, show, and, and uh, you can go to the archives here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party and go to last week's show and listen to Kevin Jackson. As I told you last week, he is an African-American conservative, and he and Joe the Plumber are coming through the South, and uh, maybe a city near you who live in the South are doing what they call the Poor Man's Tour. I think O'Reilly and Beck did what they call the Rich Man's Tour a while back, and so they're doing the poor man's tour. And they call it also the fried chicken leg tour. They call it the two naked heads tour because they both got their heads shaved. One black, one white. They call it the ebony and ivory tour. So they're having a lot of fun with it. Where You'll get to learn a lot of things, good conservative values, tea party spirit. So get out and find out where they are. They're posting things on their website. And you can go to Kevin Jackson's website. It's at uh, the, sphere, the Black Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, theblacksphere.net, and you can check out some of the videos that they're filming some of the things as they go through the cities and having a good time. So get out and, and uh, support them and talk about them and see what all is going on here with Kevin Jackson, Joe the Plumber. We're about to have the second half of the interview with Kevin Jackson. Before I do, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net. And I know this show is a little different, a little unusual, because we started with talking about Osama bin Laden, and we're going to be talking more about that at the uh, Rock of Liberty speech. So stay tuned for that. And bef just before we get to Kevin Jackson, let me tell you, don't forget to go to wheresamericasjobs.com. That's wheresamericasjobs.com. Are you wondering where our jobs are going? Go check out that website. And also, don't forget to... Click on the Tea Party Review Magazine. At the Tea Party Review Magazine, I do believe it's absolutely the best new magazine out. I don't care if it's about politics or, or sewing or whatever you think a good magazine is. You get the Tea Party Review Magazine because it's the best new magazine out. I'll tell you, last week I was actually in D.C. Got to talk with Todd and Sarah Palin and... Uh, and, and uh, try to get Todd to come on the radio show. He hadn't committed yet. Maybe he will. But but uh, that was a part of the Tea Party Review had had sponsored a, an event and got so I got to see uh, Governor Palin and and uh, talk with her and get she autographed one of her books to Doc Holliday. Keep up the good work. And so I'm I'm proud she did that. And Todd had asked her to do that for me. And and I appreciate that. Fine, fine, decent, just wholesome people. And so I was proud to have a chance to get to uh, see them last week and, and see the, 
the offices for the Tea Party Review. Got some great offices there in D.C., and they'll be having more news conferences, news uh, releases, and a lot of things. So watch for the TeaPartyReview.com. Go to the banner right there on my website, and you can click on find out more about it. And you should subscribe, so just click on the banner right there at Doc Holliday's Tea Party and find out about the Tea Party Review. Go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. That's www.teaparty.ms. And now let's go to the second half of our interview with Kevin Jackson, the African-American conservative, touring with Joe the Plumber. And I just got to asking Kevin, how do you get the conservative principles into the African-American community? We, we're more radical. We, we do what's called guerrilla warfare. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I run billboards that say things like, you know, in 2007 there were as many black men in prisons as there were in colleges. Uh-huh. Think a Democrat, vote Republican. Wow. Now that, I bet that turned some heads. <laughs> yeah, so things like that get people's attention because, you know, I'm, I'm only stating the facts here. You know, the, the, the liberals do drive-bys in our neighborhoods. They create the wrecks. They create the fires. They create the havoc. And they look back in their rearview mirrors and go, what happened? Yeah. You know, and so I'm, I'm, quite frankly, I'm sick of it. So what we've done as a team, and this is what we're going to be talking about a little bit in Tupelo, is we're partnering with Tea Party groups and grassroots groups all over the country. And we're saying, okay, guys, let me give you a real simple thing I want you to do. I want you to, to incubate minority businesses, and, and let's, so let's just use a restaurant in Tupelo, Mississippi. If there's a black restaurant in Tupelo, Mississippi, and I get 100 white folks that probably may not go to that restaurant per se, and we go to that restaurant once a week, I guarantee uh-huh. you, you'll start changing the hearts and minds of the people in Tupelo, the blacks in Tupelo, Mississippi, because that restaurant owner will tell them, don't be talking about them white folks, <laughs> you know, because they come bring in, in and business. support my business. Right. We, we've also partnered with the Tea Party groups to help get uh, inner-city kids. Uh, now, this is in St. Louis. We got 108 kids adopted last uh-huh. year in St. Louis, my team, 72 of whom were black uh, kids. And we get them adopted as whole families. These are not little babies. These are kids uh-huh. that are average age of 12 years old. So we get them adopted as whole families. So there could be three, four kids in the same family going to the, a single adoptive family. Wow. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to get the Tea Party groups to get together. It costs about $3,500 to get a child adopted, raise that kind of money, you know, funnel it through us so we can help get more and more kids adopted. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be really tough for liberals to criticize us for doing this within the community. That, to me, is community organizing. Uh, You're Obama, right. Obama you know, claims community organization by going and, and, and stirring up trouble within communities, telling people that they're, they're victims. Well, I'm not. I'm going into these communities and saying, you may, your life has dealt you a bad hand, but we're going to help you get out of it. So we, we have this adoptive program. We've also got a program where we work with schools, school kids grades 4 through 8, which is the most critical period, to help these inner city kids get to high school and be good students and then matriculate into college properly. And our, our program is exponentially better than the current education system, and we've grown that program from two schools to six. Let Kevin, speaking about schools, let me ask you this question. Now, this is what I've said before, and, and I'm looking for answers. So uh, I don't care if you got the best teacher, the best school, the most expensive school system in the world. It, does it matter to have that, or is it more important to have a student that desires to learn? You know what? The, the desire... Uh, it, to learn is, uh, is, is obviously a key component. But what I will tell you is this. 
that desire can be created, it can be fostered, and it can be created. And uh, I can use an example of m- from myself. I hated history. Uh-huh. And when I went to high school, the, I went to a private school, the, the, school te- the history teacher told me, I, I went into his class, I said, I hate this class, I'm going to make my A and I'm gone. Uh-huh. And he says, Kevin, I'm going to tell you something. Not only are you going to make your A, you're going to love this class, it's going to okay. become your favorite subject. And I said, good, good luck trying. By uh-huh. the end of the semester, guess who was right? Wow. Who was. And it was because of the way he taught it, the way he made so there are many things. I may not have the aptitude for math, but, I, but somebody can make math fun. Right. I may not have the aptitude for history, but he, he made history fun. He made you a part of history. And what's interesting about history is we are right now in the midst of probably one of the biggest historical uh, things that are, that they're gonna, that, that we're gonna, that's going to go down in history. Well, and, and that is the Tea Party movement, the, well. the grassroots movement. Uh, Tom Brokaw called the, the World War II generation the greatest generation. Uh-huh. We are the second greatest generation. We are fighting the enemy within, and the enemy is us. It is the left side of America who is our biggest enemy. Wow, Kevin, you, it sounds like you've been listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party the last few months. That's exactly <laughs> what we've been talking about. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yes. Yeah. So it was in your, you're spot on, Doc, and because the fact of the matter is is that a hundred years from now, I promise you, they're going to be reading about why America did not go the way of other great civilizations. How did America save itself? And it's going to be the people like us. And they're going to be people probably reading about Doc Holliday. <laughs> and Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson, and I'm not being self-serving here, but the reading about some of the independent people who, who fought you know, this, this internal struggle and fought back this scourge that tried to take away the greatness of this country, greatness that has millions of people wanting to come here every single day, Right. you know, every single year. I had a, a taxi driver in D.C. when I was there recently. He said to me, Kevin, if America opens its borders, he says, Africa, Europe, and, and most of these places will empty out. Uh-huh. He goes, this is the greatest country in the world. He goes, and he, he, this guy's from Ethiopia. He told me, he says, Kevin... I promise you, I believe this in all my heart. This country was ordained by God. Mm, 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 and I thought to myself, man, Americans, pure born on this con- continent, Americans, born in this country need to hear what the guys like him have to say. He is so happy to be here, he would never consider going back to Ethiopia, and that's the place of his birth. Wow. And and I, that's I, how I, strong that message is. So I know the mm. comp- how compelling this country can be. I've lived in China. I've lived in France. I've traveled the world. Uh-huh. I've never been to a place and went, wow, I wish this were my country. We talked about on Doc Holliday's Tea Party a few months ago about when they were having riots in Greece, mm-hmm. when people were having things taken away. And here in America, we had tea parties saying, we need to cut the spending. And that's the difference between America and the f- love of freedom. Because we see that our freedom is going to be extinguished if, uh, if we don't cut the spending. If we well, don't get you know what, Doc, order. here's the issue. Right now, we, we, our freedoms have already start, been taken away. The, what we've decided to do is we've decided to put a limit on how much of the freedom we're well, willing to give up. You're, you're right about that, Kevin. Yeah, there's a certain amount that we say, you know, well, we can tolerate you, you confiscating a certain amount of our income, but you know what we can't tolerate? When you want to go to 70% of our income and start what I call the war on achievement, and you want to start rewarding people who are the shiftless and the laziest among us. There was a statistic, 39% of Americans are receiving government assistance of some mm. sort, or 
I think they said 39% are on welfare, all right? 56% of the, of the illegals that are entering this country are now on our welfare system, 56%. Yeah. I remember when, elite, when people came to this country, legal or otherwise, it was for opportunity. They come here to get on our welfare. Now, I'll ask you this question. Okay. Because liberals say we're unsympathetic. Would you tell me that 39% of the, of, of the people in this great country should be taking money from the government? Not 39%. We probably got about not. less than 10% are disabled and, dis, you know, and, and cannot do things. It should be less than 10%. And see, that, that's where, we, that's where we, we don't have a good enough answer to them. I would say to them, you know what, I'm as compassionate as the next guy. You show me somebody that's in need, I will tell you a conservative will speak up before a liberal can even get his lips Amen. 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 All right? But when you go beyond that 10% and I start looking at people sitting on porches who can work, guys walking around with their pants hanging on their butt that could be working and yeah. getting jobs and all they're doing is impregnating young, young ladies, I say to you, enough is enough. We're not responsible for that. George Bush, uh, Cheney, they are not going into black neighborhoods making half George Bush and half Cheney babies. Wow. It's, it's the kids yeah. in those neighborhoods. So you, when, when the liberals decide that, you know what, you're exactly right, 10% is the, the ceiling that we should be putting on who really needs, has a need in this country, which, by the way, probably not a conservative you know will argue that we know genuinely there are old people who need their medicines, who need to eat, right. who, 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 who can't survive. There are people who are mentally challenged, people who are physically challenged. We all get it. But when you tell me 39% of this country is that way, I say to you, you're a liar. And that was Kevin Jackson. Aren't you glad you stuck around listening to the second half of the interview? And if those who have missed this week's or last week's show, go back to the archives and hear the first part of the interview. Kevin Jackson, great American. We're glad to have him on the show. He's been great coming through the South. Him and Joe the Plumber making their tour. Try to get to it if you can. And just check out their website at uh, Kevin's website at the Black Sphere, S P H E R E dot net. Uh, check him out right there and see what, uh, what his website says, and check out some of the video from the show that's going on. They're having a great time, and it's great to be conservative in America and a part of the Tea Party. Now, the Rock of Liberty speech. I told you to be special. The Rock of Liberty speech this week is a poem that I put together. And I've done some poems on the show before, and I don't want you to think I sit around and write poetry. I'm not some great poet. I like putting words together, and sometimes I make poems. And there's one that uh, hit me about after 9-11. Everybody walking around dazed, and everybody knew America would be changed. Changed forever. I mean, you, you, every time they go fly, you have to pull everything out and get, get uh, checked and scanned and all kind of stuff. And, you know, so we're forever changed since 9-11. And about a week and a half after 9-11, I wrote this poem. I'm going to read it to you. Then I'm going to go right into the second version of it. Or, well, an addition I put on just the other night that I've mentioned a little bit in the Tombstone Awards. So let me go over this, and that'll be the end of our show when I get to the end. I want you to, right now, I'm going to invite you to come to next week. And as we continue on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, tell your friends about it, tell your neighbors about it, and let people click to it, help link us out, uh, get us involved with the Tea Party, let your Tea Party friends know about it. But here's the poem written September uh, 
I think it's September about the 18th, 2001, by Ed Holiday, Doc Holiday. It's titled Unlikely Heroes, Rave, Rave. It was not unlike Washington crossing the Delaware or John Paul Jones declaring, I have not yet begun the fight. It was not unlike the night when Francis Scott Key pinned the star-spangled banner. And it was not unlike the bravery we saw at Gettysburg, none better than our Chamberlain and the 20th Maine. Or the bravery of T.R. charging up San Juan Hill, we can hear him still, bully, and again I say bully. It was not unlike the courage shown by those who moved forward beneath the flag. Amid the screams from the seared lungs and burned eyes, victims of the yellow gas. Or the courage found on Omaha Beach when boys became men who became heroes proved. It was not unlike those at Inchon and Quezon. All the way to Kuwait, when duty called, all gave some and some gave all. Yours was freedom's first victory in the 21st century. Oh, though so bittersweet, with jubilant feet, you responded to the trumpet that shall never call retreat. No one asked you to fight for freedom. It was in your blood to ring the liberty bell, the sounding gonging, I'm sure, for the murderers to endure during their virgin-free eternity in hell. Now when I rise before the break of day and search the starry night, I wonder and ponder until the dawn's early light. When it shoots forward the colors, red, white, and blue, and then, Todd Beamer, I remember you and your heroic crew. God bless Flight 93. God bless America. Let the world rave, rave for the land of the free and the home of the brave. And now to conclude this poem. And now, my friends. Ten years have passed by. And at Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we can say with pride that our United States military has done the impossible once again. Osama bin Laden is dead. American lead, blowing out his heart and his head, his body below the seas for fish food and parasite debris. His soul busted hell wide open in fire that never stops burning. America is stronger. Our desire for freedom always yearning. And our enemies should now know that justice is always coming. No stone shall be undone. And for Osama bin Laden, justice is done. Yes, Osama bin Laden is dead. His murdering ways on earth are done. For freedom's justice is always coming. And for bin Laden, justice has come. 
As his flesh rots deep in a watery grave, we know in the end he was neither smart nor brave. He used a woman to shield himself and died a coward who refused to be saved. Like a modern-day OK Corral out west, the good guys brought justice boldly and swift. And American armed forces came together with its very best and struck a blow for freedom and put Al-Qaeda in a rift. There are no 72 virgins Osama bin Laden has now learned, only a burning ring of fire that burns, burns, burns. And all who want to follow him, we tell, justice is always coming, and justice will be done. Osama has left a path that leads straight to hell. Ring, ring, oh ring, you Liberty Bell. Freedom has won, justice has come, and Osama bin Laden's murdering days are done. Hallelujah. God bless America. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.